Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of FightfulWrestling.com. You can go there to get more wrestling news than anywhere else. Podcasts, exclusives, newsletters, videos, all that good stuff, and all of your daily news. We also have fight size updates in the morning, in the afternoon, after major shows that give you all that news as well. It's a good time over there. Over on our MMA section this weekend, UFC Brooklyn. We had over 1,600 comments in our comment section. So join these live coverage and discussions. It is a good time over there as well. We've got Royal Rumble. We've got NXT TakeOver, and we've got coverage for all of it leading up to the shows this weekend. We're going to have a ton of stuff. I've got a Fightful Select show that's going to be a free preview this week with Mr. Warren Hayes on Wednesday talking 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. You'll have that to look forward to. It's an insane week. I think we're going to have probably six, seven different podcasts. Lots of stuff to listen to just on the free side of things. Of course, you all can support us via FightfulSelect.com as well. But right now, I'm bringing in Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, It's been cold and snowy here in the uh, North Midwest. Uh, And uh, I'm done with it. I'm ready for spring. Well, my favorite team traded for Carmelo Anthony today for a hot minute, so that's how my day's going. (laughs) We have Monday Night Raw. I didn't think it was was bad by any means. You're going to have good and bad stuff on every three-hour show, but all things considered, that was a pretty solid show. Uh, Again, guys, listen, your boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We've got The Division, the women's wrestling podcast with Kristen Ashley this weekend as well. Just a ton of content for you guys. I dropped my... uh, Shane Helms interview. It is about 40 minutes of us just talking about his 2018. Lots of stuff for you guys to check out. If you all want to help us out in a different way, leave us a nice review on iTunes. That stuff helps us so much. I cannot tell you how much going over there, leaving us a nice five-star review and just saying a few words does. It takes maybe a minute to do and it would mean a whole lot. But let's talk about WWE Raw. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman make their way out to the ring, Alex. Heyman cuts a pretty good promo. At this point, I think most of Paul's promos are going to be the same thing. Nobody has a chance of beating Brock Lesnar. That's that's what they are. Yeah. I mean, I I like the framing of it. It's it's rhetorically brilliant. I mean, they always are. Heyman's a great writer. You know, like he frames his promos really well. The idea of... You know, Finn Balor believes in himself. He even got John Cena to believe in him. All of you believe in him. And that's a sin because he can't possibly beat Brock Lesnar. And he somehow convinced all of you that he can. And you're going to be so disappointed when he doesn't. Like, that's that's really well done. Like, but the problem is, is that I don't, I can't, I, I can't rate 
Heyman promos anymore because they're all like between a 7.3 and an 8.9. They're they're yeah. no like they're they're all really good, but they're I don't know what's I can't say like this was better than the one two promos ago, but not as good as the one four promos ago. I don't know. I mean they're all really great. I appreciate you using the out of 10 scale, by yes. the way. Yes. Much yes. appreciated and very accurate mm-hmm. based on based on my calculations. <laughs> Vince McMahon comes out, you know, good old crowd-pleasing, show-changing Vince McMahon sure, yeah, and calls everybody hillbillies. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, Vince is out there cutting a You People promo. So Vince McMahon always, when he's out there these days, seems like he's just like, let's get this shit over with. Yeah. And he's like, here's what's going to happen. Let's do it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I can only imagine. His voice is overly raspy when i hear it i can't imagine it through the the headset but oh man yeah braun Strowman comes out we get those get these hands chance he says he'll be waiting for the winner of the rumble title match and blames baron corbin for his bad day yeah finn balor comes out addresses that very awkward vince mcmahon not believing in him alex and there's this david versus goliath story that is told Mm -hmm. (laughs) throughout the middle of this i believe david on mushrooms Yep, that's the term. Yep. Now, when he says mushrooms, do you think that he means psychedelics, or is he going Super Mario style on us? It's probably just not just a nice portobello, you know, grilled in some olive oil. It's probably not that. I'm going to go probably psychedelics there because it's Vince. We're going to have to reserve all mushroom judgment to Melissa, who I'm pretty sure our producer Melissa, and listen, you boy, catfished everybody. She had a display name and a profile picture that many would just assume was me for months. (laughs) And then when she got a bunch of followers, she's like, Hey, I know that I produce a wrestling show, but here are some mushrooms that I hunt. And people are like, what, what are these mushrooms? Well, apparently mushrooms give you the ability to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. We'll tell you how you can grow your own mushrooms later on in the show. Vince McMahon, uh, (laughs) gets on out of the ring after making Balor versus Braun. Now, I'm not going to say this Balor versus Braun match was anything overly special, but man, Braun did, and and I mean this in a very complimentary way, Braun did absolutely nothing, and it made a good match. Yeah. This is a guy who has not wrestled in months. Uh He had his arm ripped apart. And he's just doing clubs to the neck and squishers. And it was a fun match. Why? Because he does it convincingly. He does it in the right spots in the match. And Finn Balor sells it like a million bucks, Alex. I especially like the sling blade counter into the old clubbering. Yeah. A nice showing for Braun. First match back. We see that he's cleared. He's good to go. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, as I say, what they're doing with him from here on out uh, now that he's we see that he's cleared it's not a oh he's not quite ready yet so we can't give him the match at, at rumble there's it's a creative um you know plan with him uh the match itself i i actually like because as we've seen in the past um braun and finn pretty much get along mm-hmm. you no know, in this in this particular case Braun can't be happy that finn's got his got his title match and finn can't be happy that braun's like i know i could beat brock I'm not, I don't know if you can. I think that's that's fine there. I also think that that Braun did exactly what he was supposed to do in this match was that prove that Finn can beat a guy who's twice his size. So th- that that you get to a point where like okay, well maybe it's not insane to think that Finn could beat Brock. Uh even though Finn came out and said, "Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be the demon on Sunday." And and my thought, everybody's thought is, well, I guess that means he's not going to win because the demon's undefeated. And my thought is, well, if the demon's undefeated, why wouldn't he be the demon? If you have an alternate persona that all you takes is several hours in a makeup chair, why wouldn't you be that for every important match, including for the title matches? I mean, if it's up to him. To me, it feels like somebody told him, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. We like you as the pretty boy. We don't like you as, as the, the weird guy with you know, a predator wig. It just feels, feels more like that than, than, than his own. Um, I think I could beat him as the man. Well, okay, fine. 
Yeah, so so Balor said that in a promo, or not a promo, an interview recently, and yeah. as recently as this weekend, we do have a video of it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Uh, check it out, you guys. But <clears throat> within the, the confines of the match, Balor gets a sling blade and a sleeper inside, and he goes up to the top rope, and Braun pushes him off the top rope. The ref is watching this happen, Alex. Yeah. And Brock catches Finn Balor and belly to belly suplexes him. Yes. So let's get inside the mind of a referee. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know what? You know what? Finn Balor just got suplexed on his goddamn dome piece. But you know what? I think that's the only way that Brock could have set him down. I think that's the only way is by heaving him over his head and make his body do almost a full revolution. I think that's it. I don't get it, Alex. No, that's I a don't. DQ where I come from. Yeah, no, that's. It's, I I thought they were doing the DQ there. I thought that was going to do it. This match to me could only have ended in a DQ. Um, it just, especially with Brock at ringside. Um, I thought they were going to do it there, but they kept it going. I mean, it, I guess they could have done a thing where, like, Brock caught him and then just dropped him. Like, that 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 could have been it. Like, he, he would have landed on his head. and like, But, hey, what am I supposed to do? I just dropped him. I didn't, I didn't throw yeah. him. Once you actually perform an offensive move on him, that's a DQ. I don't know how that's not a DQ. Brock's, you know, Brock just accidentally dropped him. You ever seen the movie Waiting? <laughs> where the guy in the back drops the, the chicken on the ground. I'm all thumbs today. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brock. Whoops. Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah. Finn yanks Brock off the apron and drop kicks him. Very good spot. Also, Brock did his best to save Balor on that Tope Conhilo. Yeah, he did. He stepped in. That's Brock going above and beyond. And then Balor, you know, this, I don't want to tell them how to do their job, but first night back for Braun. I might have said, taking that coup de grace doesn't work for me, brother. HH mm. probably would have said, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. I'll, <laughs> I'll let somebody else eat that one. Yeah. Just had my elbow ripped apart a couple months ago. <clears throat> Brock comes in and hits an F5. <laughs> wow, Brock hit that guy. I better disqualify him. Because <laughs> that's what happens when a guy gets hit by somebody who isn't in the match. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe the only thing I think is, like, well, he did it inside the ring. So <laughs> it's a DQ definitely now. Anything that happened, maybe he, maybe, maybe the ref was confused and, and he thought it was a lumberjack match with only one lumberjack. Our boy Danilo getting back just in time from that Saints game. Let me tell you. <laughs> Otherwise, I thought this was, it, was, it wasn't bad. The match was good. It got Brock involved. Braun is back on the show strategically. It was the right opponent for Braun. Uh, nobody needed to lose this match. Did Braun, has Braun declared himself in the Royal Rumble? I don't know why he hasn't. I mean, that seems obvious, right? You, you would think he would be one of the you know, top favorites. I mean, I don't know if they'd actually have him win it, but like him, him coming out and saying, all right, I lost my title match to the Royal Rumble but I'm going to win the Royal Rumble match and get my title match at Mania. Like, that seems to write itself, so I don't know why they haven't done that. It must be for some other reason. Okay, segment. I don't think that this segment needed Vince McMahon. No, he just seems to be like he's there, so he just has to come out and do stuff. Um, here's the deal. like we, They came out and they said, hey, the four of us are here. And we are going to run things on both Raw and SmackDown. Shane's going to be in a tag program with The Miz. Stephanie's entirely absent. Triple H is going to say, good job smacking coffee out of my hand, Seth, once. But Vince is going to be here all the damn time. It just feels like it's kind of imbalanced as, as far as what we're seeing of the McMahon's, uh, the McMahon clan on screen. Let's talk about one of my favorite parts of the show that I did not think was going to be something that I even enjoyed. Leo Rush comes out, says that Bobby Lashley is a professional fighter. He fights for money. Interesting enough, because we have an article up on Fightful Select right now where Dan Lambert, Bobby Lashley's manager, says, yeah, I think he's done with the professional fighting thing. 
the whole fighting for money in a cage thing. But Leo Rush says, you all get to see Bobby Lashley pose and has a podium up there, puts the title around his waist. Apollo Crews comes out, and I think, man, this ain't going to be good for anybody involved. Boy, was I wrong, at least in the early going. He challenges Lashley to a non-title match, but Leo says, well, maybe if you <laughs> if you beat Bobby Lashley in a pose down. And I think, oh, man, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Crowd was behind Apollo Crews. Man, you can't, cannot overestimate, uh, uh, underestimate, overestimate one of those two, just how much they hate Bobby Lashley. <laughs> like, I don't know who they could have brought out who wouldn't have gotten a pop opposite Bobby Lashley because they well, don't really like that guy at all. I mean, they don't like gender either, but Lucha House Party no, didn't get a pop there. No, 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 no. Gender's dead. Nobody, nobody cares about gender. They hate Bobby Lashley. They also, they also hate Baron Corbin. But yeah. those are the two guys who have real genuine heat right now. And I don't know if it always translates to matches as we nope. see, but it sure as hell translated to this. Apollo says he doesn't know how to pose. And Leo says, well, you don't know how to be a champ either, which I thought was a great line. The crowd sure. reacted. Cruz gets a really good reaction. Maybe the biggest pops of his WWE main roster career for dancing into poses. Uh, this is really good. And, the best part of this is Renee Young's fascination with Lashley and <laughs> talking to herself while Lashley. Oh my, oh, oh my God. Wow. And Corey's like, calm down. <laughs> Corey, who is like, anytime Eva Marie, Alexa Bliss, or Mandy yeah. Rose comes yeah, out, that's true. shut up, Byron. I just love the idea also of Dean somewhere in the back near a chain link fence watching this on his phone going, hey, 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 honey, you might take it take it down a notch. I like to imagine Dean Ambrose back there, like, yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> Pretty impressive, like one of those. Uh, <laughs> Lashley gets jealous and attacks, but Apollo ends up throwing Leo on him. We get a match, which means that Apollo won the pose down. That's yeah. what it meant. Leo said that's the only way the match was happening, so he won. Yeah. Fair. Now, unfortunately, despite the impressive athletic performance we're about to see following this, Apollo Crews is made to look like a total imbecile. Mm -hmm. Lashley gets a flatliner, and Crews does this amazing jump off the top where you you often see people flip like the front handspring or whatever. I I don't know the name of the the gymnast term that we see Xavier Woods go into before a clothesline. Yeah. Apollo Crews jumps off the top rope over Lashley and goes into that flip, then does a jumping somersault over Lashley. It was very awesome. I mean, Apollo Crews is just unbelievable in that regard. Lashley rakes the eyes to get out of the old warrior slam, but then uh, Apollo does it. Cell was a little wonky, but hey, whatever. Leo then distracts Apollo long enough for Lashley to hit a spear and get the win. Now, I'm okay with Lashley winning. Yeah. I really think you you have to ha- you can't have somebody win the Intercontinental title and then have them lose the next week. No. That undermines the title. But man, here's the difference. We'll talk about this a little bit later too, Alex. To me, is it a cheap win? No. It's not a cheap win. Because if you're Apollo Cruz, why are you giving a shit about Leo Rush? You've watched wrestling before. You know how this is going to end. Uh-huh. You brought him in the ring. You yeah. created the distraction yourself. Uh, this is this is a thing. Like it's it goes. I mean, I mean, Leo Rush is the closest thing in de- modern WWE to Jimmy Hart. I think that's kind of crazy, but that's basically what he is. He jumps up on on the on the ring on the ring apron. He yells at the ref. He distracts people. He gets knocked off the ring. He gets chased around the ring by the babyface, who then decides, you know, he grabs him and looks to the crowd. Should I punch him? Should I? Oh no, there's a chair on my back, and I lost. Like it's 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 kind of ridiculous. It's regressive, um, but it still makes me hope against hope that we're eventually going to get to see Leo Rush have an actual match on Raw. I think him and Apollo Crews could be dope. That is that is a match that they they should just have them go all out for seven or eight minutes and yeah. see what happens. Yep. 
and it would be a blast. I think it would be a lot of fun. <clears throat> so yeah, after all that, Apollo more over than he's probably ever been, maybe in the entire WWE, like NXT included. He looks like an idiot. Seth Rollins meets Lashley on the way back down to the ring. They they lock eyes. Rollins says months ago he was on top of the world with titles and brothers, and now he has nothing but wrestling. And I, I get the passion story, but him acting like he's had to work for everything within storyline is just factually inaccurate. Yeah. And that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, no, it bothers me a lot. I mean, his whole thing was like, man, I, it wasn't too long ago. I had two brothers and I had these two belts and it was great. But one thing that I, that I all have always had is you guys I'm like, no, there was a while there after that, a whole attack on the shield where you didn't have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's a weird thing to be like, just like dis- like the idea that this character who's, who's, who went from being one of the most beloved guys to one of the most hated guys to one of the most beloved guys later that you don't, you're not allowed to like tell that whole story of that whole arc because that makes him more well-rounded. As opposed to right now, I'm beloved, so that's all we're gonna talk about and forget about everything else. Is just it just feels like it's you know a sin of omission. I'm with you. I'm with you. And WDB has had these people that heat up just out of nowhere. It happened with Becky Lynch. It's happened mm-hmm. with Oscar. It's happening with Finn Balor right now, where they just they get these insane crowd reactions. Yep. Elias, kill Elias dead. We'll talk about that in a bit too. Man. Drew McIntyre comes out, says that Rollins has no chance of winning the Rumble. He'll take great pleasure in eliminating him and winning. Now, the thing is, I talked to Drew McIntyre, and during his Impact run, I have mentioned this, I've met nobody who is more passionate about pro wrestling and improving at it than than Drew McIntyre. So it's weird to see the, the roles switch up. And I know that Seth Rollins is very passionate as well, but you can only come out and say that so many times. McIntyre controls the match early. We get the Slamabama to the floor. Back from the break, Rollins gets a nice like head scissors into the Falcon Arrow. That was awesome. Uh-huh. One of my favorite transitions. The way that he's able to find new ways to go in and out of that Falcon Arrow is yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. Oftentimes, however, when he quote-unquote lands on his feet, uh-huh. he does not in any way land on his feet. Nope. I think that's a, that's an issue. If if that can't be shored up, I would pass on doing that personally. Seth Rollins is going to do what he wants. He does, however, land his foot on McIntyre's face for a super kick. But then McIntyre gets the Glasgow kiss, the super white noise, a big gut wrench power bomb for two. Like a lot of good stuff in his arsenal. Yeah, that you're like, man, I bet he wishes he had that ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I think he's better equipped for a main event run now than oh, he was yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Although, I don't know if he is better equipped for a main event run because he gets pinned by Seth Rollins right here. And since December, the only person that McIntyre has beaten on TV is Dolph Ziggler. Uh-huh. He's got one win in his last eight matches on TV, Alex. What's yep. going on with Drew McIntyre? Well, that's part of his push. Don't you understand? When you lose a bunch of matches, you're in the middle of a push. That's what, mm-hmm. I, that's, that, 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 that's what I think. I mean... That's what all the evidence is showing me. Um, this guy was unbeatable for months. And then they were like, hey, this guy's pretty great. I'm really hot. Everyone seems to love him. Let's have him lose. Like, I, I honestly, that seems to happen all the time, and I just don't get it. It's um, odd, man. It's real odd. I, I, we'll I, make him seem like an underdog. <laughs> But, what are you doing, man? But he comes out and he says, what was a six foot five, 265 pound Terminator who loses via roll up? Like it's come, come on. Like he, he was, he was absolutely an assassin, a giant Scottish assassin for months. And then they were like, I know we'll have you lose this match to Dolph Ziggler for no reason. And then, then look, look really good but ultimately lose over and over and over again. Is it so that it's, we're not surprised when he's in the final three at the rumble on Sunday? Like, I mean, I I don't know. I'm not sure. 
Okay, so up next is Lucha House Party defeating Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers. Interesting stat on the Singh Brothers. They've only had about 20 matches in WWE, but they've still wrestled on WWE TV in 2016, 17, 18, and now 19, which is kind of unique considering they've only had those 20 matches. And as good as Kalisto and Metalik are, if you have seen, I mean, any Lucha House Party match on WWE Raw, you have already seen this match. Uh-huh. They did the, the the tower spot where they jumped on each other's, the, the assisted senton, the assisted splash. Yep. They did the lucha arm drag. That was it. Metalik gets a quick pin. This match seemed like it was more a push for Corey Graves to get in pop culture references <laughs> about BuzzFeed and yeah. the Fire Festival yeah. than it was for this. And it was a way to get Lucha House Party a win because... Yeah, it was it was quick and harmless. I don't have anything against the match. It's right. a part of crafting the tag team division that two guys that we're going to talk about motivated them to do. Yeah, the yeah the 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 revival uh, come out and say we we I think that that we need to more focus on tag team wrestling, and and the WWE says ah, I I hear you. What what you say is that we should have a meaningless trios match in the middle of this raw. Where we have a six man tag, um, where somehow the 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 least over guy is the former world champion. Because I feel like if if they if they had the Singh brothers turn on Mahal, like being tired of all of his crap that he gives them, they would be really hot baby faces for like twelve minutes. Like like at that moment when they turn on Mahal, like and they're like good guys a second, the Bollywood boys. People would cheer them for a little while, then they would get tired of it. But the Mahal's gone forever. There's no chance of resurrecting him. I'm going to say it right now. This, I mean, wow. He's done. He's done. He's going to be this. He'll be former WWE champion. Yeah. He'll be in the Jack Swagger role from here on out. Yep. Speaking of Jack Swagger, we have yes. an exclusive interview with him over on uh, our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. He debuts in Bellator this uh, Saturday night. James Lynch will be there at the event covering it live. We will have live coverage. Did you see the commercial on Raw tonight? I missed it. I saw everything talked on Twitter, but I must have not been looking. It was at it. hilarious. Yeah, It was hilarious. Very strategically placed. Mm. The man who brought swagger to WWE. And I was like, ah, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Jake Hager makes his Bellator MMA debut yeah. at the Forum in Inglewood. Yeah, man. I mean, good for him. I hope he does well. Uh, did you see his review of the Crown Jewel match? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, this man <sighs> saved his money, didn't he? Oh yeah, he must have. <laughs> For those he of you who missed have. it, in our interview with Jack Swagger, James Lynch, who gets more wrestling scoops than a lot of wrestling guys do, says, "Hey, how much wrestling do you watch these days?" And he goes, "Well, I tell you what, I caught that Crown Jewel tag match with Undertaker and Kane versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H." Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> And then he said, yeah, I plan on fighting three times this year. And I said, it sounds like it. I said, it sure sounds like it. Uh, tune into that this weekend. Big weekend for us. Uh, big weekend for Titus O'Neil. He's entering the Royal Rumble, Alex. What was this about? I don't know, man. I mean, okay, here's the deal. I, 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 I will be shocked if they don't have him try to replicate the fall under the ring thing at the greatest Royal Rumble uh, doing it this Sunday. I'll be shocked if they don't have him like, Oh, whoops. This time it definitely wasn't intentional, but I'm like, it's, I, I'll be shocked if they don't do it. If that, the whole reason he's in the match isn't to just have him do something stupid and whoopsie daisy. I fell and ro- rolled down the entire ramp. Like it's going to be something terrible. EC3 is a goddamn mute, apparently. Oh, this is so frustrating, Sean. People are asking me nonstop, like, okay, we got the Fightful Select Q&A podcast this week. Quick plug, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Bunch of podcasts, dozens a month. It's neat. Doing my Q&A this week. And everybody keeps, like, at least, every time I've done it, I've gotten at least four questions about the debuts. What are they doing? Do they have plans? They don't have an idea now. It's changed so much on a weekly basis. 
Nikki Cross is on every show. Heavy Machinery has been on every show. Vince's idea is to get their faces on camera. The Lars Sullivan panic attack threw a wrench into some issue or some plans. Um, <laughs> John Cena, quote unquote, ankle injury. It's because he's off filming a movie right now. They're is setting that, something up. Is that really what's happening? Yeah, he's filming. He was filming a movie tonight. Ah, so people ask me about that. The EC three thing, like. It seems, and this is me speculating. I've not been told this. It seems very clear the man was told, "Don't audibly speak." Yeah, no, no, no. That, that seems like what they're doing. And so he's got to go, like yeah. he's like he's signaling Dana Brooke to steal third base or something. Ah, uh, yeah. You here's the deal. EC three, Mister Carter the third. He's one of the best guys you got on the roster on the mic. And we've never heard him talk yet on the main roster. It's the uh, opposite of what they should have done. I, I, I just don't understand. Like there's like, he, ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. um, uh, so instead what they're going to do is have him be backstage, looking at himself in the mirror, pulling an old narcissist Lex Luger. How many times has that worked ever? Never. Including with Lex Luger. Um, but then you're going to have Dana Brooke come out and talk. And we know that's going to go over well because that's been her strength. Now, what they just had after that was they had Elias walk past and go down to the ring. And I thought to myself, oh, this is a perfect thing. EC3 would be a great foil for Elias because EC3 is, is so arrogant and loves to talk about himself. And Elias is now irreverent and likes to like take the piss out of people. I like it. It'll be great. So it's when, when Elias starts talking, I think to myself, EC3 is like, I don't appreciate you walking past and, and ruining my shot. I thought that was what was going to happen. And instead, no, we get Baron Corbin. And this is the deal. Even the writers and, and Elias know that it's a stupid bullshit over and over pairing because it's in the, it's in the damn song. We don't need Baron Corbin and Elias again. It's they're aware of how terrible they're doing with this. Why? Don't just stop. Stop it. They lost on Derek Bateman once before. Yeah, they can't they can't do it again. That man. was the only thing entertaining about NXT for years. Yeah. Was he and Dana Bryan like rigging contests and going on dates with the Bella twins, which was hilarious. Daniel Bryan teaching him how to do what is now Daniel Bryan's finishing hold. Mm-hmm. In spite of what WWE did, this guy, where a lot of people, some of the Jacob Novaks of the world and the that just hit the bricks and never did anything in wrestling again, he went somewhere and he got himself over and with the help of a good push too. My fear when EC3 came over, especially with that name, was one that they would try to make it a rib on Dixie. Right. Because is that is that something that Vince is above doing? Hell no, it's not. No, it's not. No. But fortunately, I mean, one, he was very savvy. I think within hours of Impact saying, oh, we anybody who has IP here can use it. Yeah. He trademarked it. Yep. Like immediately. Yeah. Clever. This guy is too talented to waste. He is everything that they wished they would have had in Bobby Roode from a single standpoint. Yeah. Now what they have in Bobby Roode is perfect. He's a tag team wrestler. We'll talk about that, but man, it's frustrating me. I've given it time and I've had people in the company say, give it time. I've given it like what? Six weeks, seven weeks now since they started running those promos. Yeah. It's been at least that long. How do you not have he and Daniel Bryan meet in a hallway? Well, yeah. And like just not even say a word, but just exchange looks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For those who get it. If you're going to have EC3 be backstage and do something without saying anything, do it where it means something, where he's actually 
you know, or 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 here's the other thing. He and Drew McIntyre had some had some he and and Lashley have a history in another company. And if it's like one of those things of like EC3 is like, I guess he'd have to say something at this point. But if he came up to them like, don't I know you guys from somewhere? No, that's crazy. Like, I, I think that that would be funny for people who remember that they had a whole thing, like a bunch, a, a series of matches in, in TNA in like 2016. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird deal for them to, for him to show up and not say anything. He's really good looking. And that's what they're doing. They're doing that. But, like, he's also good in the ring and also talks. So to have him just stand there with abs, like, is he Tony Nice? Like, is that the whole thing? Are you going to have him come out and count his abs? Like, what? what is his deal? He's so much more than whatever you think he is, obviously. Someone asks, uh, was he supposed to come up around SummerSlam? I heard he had concussion issues. He did get a concussion uh, in that match with Dream with the DDT on the ramp, but I don't know, man. <clears throat> Baron Corbin defeated Elias. Corbin interrupts Elias and blames him for ratting him out to Strowman last week. Elias sings that song about us not needing this match anymore, and we right. don't. We don't. Swings a guitar at Baron. The benefit is that Baron has heat, but that heat seems to go away once the bell rings. Yeah. No, no, because the thing is, like, it, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, the old quote-unquote X-Pac heat, go-away heat. But well, people are tired of seeing him on screen. Like, he had a whole arc where it was like, I'm the general manager, and if I lose this match, I'm fired as general manager, and then what will I do? Well, apparently the answer is be on our TV every week. We want to talk about somebody who would benefit from a tag team partner. We mentioned it before. Yeah, I think he could do some great work as in a tag I, team. I do. He'd be a great as a as the heavy in a in a tag team. He'd be really good at he, it. I, I I really think so. I think yeah, he'd be good as somebody's Jim Neidhart. Yep, and he's got some real cool moves that he does. He does. Of all the moves that we see, it is an old school into a lucha arm drag from Elias. <laughs> okay, his jumping knee looks good too. But then we get the end of days. What leads to it, though? The ref is separating these two. Elias wades in and gets punched. So am I supposed to think that's cheap? Because it's not, Alex. No. But they want me to think that that's a cheap, scummy way to win. It's not. No, Baron Corbin paid attention and he won a match. That's the thing is that um, the the – so there's there's an old adage that I wish they they used more often here. Sometimes the sometimes the bad guy is just the better wrestler. Now usually that's not the way it works. They have to cheat or be a chicken shit, and you sucker somebody into something. Sometimes not only is is the bad guy the better wrestler. Sometimes he's smarter than the baby yeah. face. Sometimes the baby face lets his guard down, and the heel gets one on him and wins the match clean. But <laughs> But but you you allow it allows the uh, the the commentator to go oh not like this oh we want we wanted a good straight shooting match and then he he got one over on him and we didn't want that like okay fine but he still won the match the problem is is that I don't even know if this is it's not fifty fifty booking Baron Corbin is literally winning yeah. this feud so and obviously that's not what the fans want in the new era of WWE Raw. So you were liars. The fans well, don't they don't they don't want he's, they don't, we don't want this. Elias has been cooled down heavily. Does Baron Corbin gain from this? I don't know. I mean, they want Baron Corbin to be so much more than what he's going to be. I don't think he will ever be what they want him to be but in he, that regard. That's the problem. What do they want him to be? They've had him win the damn money in the bank briefcase and then look like a chump losing it. So what do you want him to be? Because you had a chance at making him the world champion, and you said, nope, we're not going to do that. You, and, they, like, and they did it because he spoke up about concussion issues. I know. I know. So, so like, because, oh. he, because he had the balls to say, you know, I've talked to a lot of doctors in relation to this NFL thing, yeah. and I feel like I might have some insight or I might doubt this. Yeah. And then, bam, yep. he's jobbing yep. in seconds. Yep. Man. Yep. Up next, a moment of bliss. Corey Graves still obsessed with Alexa Bliss. We have no follow-up from her being caught dressing 
I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I had somebody with the balls to also say last week when we, because I isolated the video. I knew it'd be a hot topic. They go, well, you put the video clip on here. So obviously, I'm like, obviously, I knew it would do clicks. Yeah. We don't have to make sense from a week-to-week basis. We are not running a storyline. Yeah. Alex and I are just talking into a camera. We are normal human beings. Yeah. WWE at least has some sense of obligation to make sense. And I don't know. Maybe it will. I don't know. Apparently, the rumor is that I have not confirmed that she wanted to do it as an ode to Trish. I'm like, how is that? Do a springboard bulldog or something. That was the thing that was hot in the streets. That was, oh. it was. Uh, wow. Okay. okay. All, all right. So, Nia Jax comes out and Ember Moon interrupts her and says, you weren't going to invite me. So I came out here to say, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. And, and I'm like, but, Post a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, my my thought was immediately, oh, if only that were even an option. That Ember Moon could yeah. win the Royal Rumble and get a title shot at Mania where she'd tear the house down. I and I thought will, eventually. And I, eventually, but currently no. And and as if to prove my point, the next person to come out to say, no, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble was Alicia Fox. And then I went and I thought to myself, no, none of these people are wearing the Royal Rumble. Somebody who's not out here currently is going to win the Royal Rumble. Like it's just, uh, it, it felt so kind of obvious in, in that, in that yeah. moment. Um, but, but 1000% love for, for Alicia Fox coming out and talking like a crazy person wearing Hold that it. damn hat. She's Hold just on to the captain gimmick. I love it, man. Oh my God. She's, I hope she's still the captain of the women's division five years from now. And nobody remembers what it start, how it started. They, I just think that's one of those things. Like anytime she's on a survivor series team, immediate captain. <laughs> and the reason should always be she's experienced. She's experienced. That's it. She's, she's been a captain. And before. everybody just goes, Okay. So Alexa Bliss gets a great pop and announces for the Royal Rumble. I know a lot of people say it should have been a surprise. I think you no. want to advertise that. No, you want to advertise that. You have enough surprises. They, they've got surprises up their sleeves, guys. Yes, I'm sure they do. Um, this also is a is a great moment um, uh, for the for the crowd who who usually hates Alexa Bliss the character to show uh, Alexa Bliss the person. Um, that uh, that she's beloved, and they're happy that she's recovered and ready to come back and and wrestle again. Because you know there are a lot of people speculating, like, oh my god, is is she done? Like, is they gave her this this talk show, she may not be back for for months now. And my thought was, I hope that's not the case. And when when she said, I'm coming back, I'm going to wrestle and rumble, I thought, well, good for you. I hope you lose. Because because I'm kind of tired of watching Alexa Bliss as champion, but I'm really happy that the, the, the performer is able to wrestle again. Lacey Evans shows up, declares to the Royal Rumble, and trash talks Alexa, says that she's, what you call her? Uh, sawed like, off. Sawed what? off runt? Something like that? Well, there you There you go. What do you think of the, the Lacey Evans gimmick? I've always hated it. It just it's it's it, the, the problem with it is is that I understand what they're trying to do, but yeah. it really walks that line where she's like, "I'm going to cleanse the women's division." Really? Are you? Because <laughs> in NXT, it's like mostly women of color, and, and yeah. when you have this blonde out there going like, you know, also like everyone should be more like me, thinking like a, somebody in the 1940s. Let's cleanse the women's division. Ah. You leave yourself wide open to, 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 to accusations you don't want. If WWE was a more consistently creative show like that, I think I would have less problem with yeah. with these maybe controversial storylines. And and you know, you do have these people who carry it over to social media and yeah. there there is a fine line between stage and reality and there are elements of reality. For the love of God, how many times have you heard the cliche thing? It's yourself with the volume turned way up. Right. I mean, that's the thing. But if it were more like we don't see characters like the Godfather anymore. No. We don't see Val Venus. No. I think if you pl- had those two 
and they were characters today mm-hmm. or the right to censor even. Right. And if you had or or vice versa, it would seem a little more normal in that regard. Yeah, no, uh, Lacey Evans seems like a character from a, from a bygone era. Um, but she can only play off of that because of the era that we're in. Right, right. That's the yeah, I, I, it's an odd it's an odd deal. Um I think I think she's fine. I th- I think she'll never win a championship and that's fine with me too, but then again, I, I I've thought a lot of people will get called up or be like, "Well, that that's good for them to get the call up, but you know, have fun on main event." But but who knows, you know? I mean, who knows how people get over. Heavy Machinery defeated the Ascension in a squash. Now, there were people backstage in WDB who were surprised. They were, one, still called up, two, getting wrestling matches because they had a real bad match with the Colognes. I think all things considered, this match went pretty damn well for them. Yeah. Otis did the thing that Otis was going to do. I saw uh, Justin Labar say, they are for sure shortening that to just Otis. You damn right they are. Oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I, I, although I think they also love. Um, they they might not call, they might call it o- Otis, but I think they also love Big Dozer. Yeah, I think they also love that as well. So I'm not sure how they're going to call do him it. Otis the Dozer. Yeah, they whatever. Um, I I think this is fine. This is this is this is good. It, it heavy machinery is going to be just fine as. Uh, as mid card tag, good hands. They'll lose to the to the top tier heel teams, but always look good doing it. Um, You're going to be the Godwins. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's that's all they need. Godwins won tag titles for that's the love of God. All they need to be, and Otis is always going to get a pop wherever they go. When they go to like the Armory in some place, they're gonna he's he's gonna be over with kids immediately. Kids are gonna love. He a big fat guy, fat guy doing the worm. I mean, that's that's people are gonna love that stuff. And, they did a double headbutt on Victor Tucker. Does a second rope body press. They did the dancing squisher to the head. Then you get the caterpillar, the compactor, <clears throat> a squash. This is fine. All things. This is the best of anything I've seen of heavy machinery on the main roster so far. Including the the pre match walking back, I think that was more effective than what you had last week. Yeah, on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Oh, here's the deal. Um, if this was the first time we saw them on the main roster, we didn't have Otis slobbering all over Alexa. We didn't have their their weird protein shake thing. Um, although that was that was certainly better than the Otis slobbering all over Alexa. Um, if this was it, and they showed up, and this is what they did. Like and we didn't have that bad memory. I think they'd be well on their way to be something, something really big. But that's in recent memory. That whole Otis showing up to like take the the shine away from the women's tag titles was was not a good look. So you go from lusting after a girl to the protein shakes to heavy machinery beating the ascension or heavy machinery getting a push. Well, I mean, well, if you want your heavy machinery to get a push, I walked right into that one. If you're lusting after some girls, if you're trying to shake some protein, if you know what I'm saying, I'm out. If you're trying to get your heavy machinery and your ascension on, visit bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. B-L-U-E. Use that code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. I mean free. You can increase your performance. Get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew, like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but better, faster, cheaper. Better and faster? It's a chewable. Gets in your system faster. Also gets to you faster. Ships direct. You order online. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. It's amazing, my friends. Why why is it cheaper? Well, you get it for free. Use that code FIGHTFUL. It's prescribed online. Ships straight to your door in a discreet package. You just pay $5 for shipping. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to wait around. You don't have to be awkward there. Oh, man. Made in the USA, ships direct, 
cheaper than the pharmacy. BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Let them know that you heard about them from us. Damn, I'm good. Alex. Yeah, yeah no, very good. Um, I, I, I think I think that heavy machinery will probably get a few victories under their belt. They might get a, a, a title shot if the revival ever win the, the belts. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but I, I, I do see them as kind of uh peaking at maybe being the fourth team in a in a in a four corners match for the belts at some point. If you want to peek in between your four corners, hit up bluechew.com. Use that code fightful. The Revival are seen backstage. Now, a follow-up to what happened last week. The Revival, on the spot after their match, straight up asked for their release. It was rejected. WWE told them, give us three months. No, they didn't say, give us three months and we'll release you. Yeah, yeah. Give us three months. We're going to put some more emphasis on this tag team division. Well... Uh, When I said, okay, oh gosh, first off, I'm going to address this. I had written the article because I didn't have it on record. Oh, they they asked for their release, this, this, this. I was told, I think they quit Monday, and that can be interpreted a lot of ways. However, when I asked backstage, a lot of people said, yeah, we don't want to lose them. So I put WDB fearful. A lot of idiots (laughs) on social media said, yeah, they're real scared of losing the revival. They're so afraid. Yeah, they are. They don't want to lose anybody. No. They don't want to lose Mike Canellis. Yeah. <laughs> WWE won't grant Mike Canellis his release, which he did ask for, by the way. Just because Maria says that she didn't ask for her release does not mean that Mike didn't ask for their release. He did. It was rejected. More on that this week. They dare afraid of losing the revival. Let them go be vanilla midgets in AEW. That's what I deal with on a daily basis, guys. Yeah, they don't want to lose these people. Um, they don't want to. Like, listen, do you realize that like fully one third of AEW's programming could be built around the Young Bucks versus the revival? For two straight years. Yeah. They, they would like one third of whatever the hell they do could be just those guys doing stuff. Yes. And, and whatever that is will be better than whatever the WWE has doing in any of their tag divisions. So, yes, the WWE would rather not. They, they absolutely want to hold on to all these people. So, nobody, WWE wants to hoard all of the toys so none of the other kids in the neighborhood can play yes. with them. Even if they don't want to play with them. Right. That's my toy. I will keep it in my room in a box where I'll never look at it. But you can't have it, other kids in the neighborhood. That's that's who the WWE is. And as Brian Satin followed up and I was able to corroborate, a lot of that was based on the lack lack of give a shit that WWE had given to the tag team division. A division in which every single time they have pushed with any uh, extended degree of significance has been a resounding success. Yeah. Anytime that you have protected good teams, characters, entertainment, and wrestling, it, it leads to that. So the Revival want a special guest referee in their match. They get it in the form of Kurt Hawkins, who, you know, his job, he is a jobber in uh-huh. WWE. But Vince McMahon jobs him out accordingly backstage. Why well, you're not going to wrestle? You lose all the time. Why would I have you wrestle? Ha ha ha! I'm like you're paying the guy. Even in storyline, yeah. WWE won't release Kurt Hawkins after he's lost 250 matches. Like, like at least he's not afraid to lose anybody. <laughs> nobody, you marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they um, they they could relegate him. I mean, they, they keep talking about how hey, so eventually we're gonna have main roster guys move up and down to N- NXT. Like if if Kurt they, Hawkins, they wanted to do that, by the way, yeah, if Kurt Hawkins like went down to NXT and showed up, 
and and like got on a winning streak at NXT, it'd be kind of funny to be like, "Wow, I guess the main roster is much harder to win yeah. at, at, at the NXT." You could tell that story, or he could show up in NXT and go on a continuous losing streak, losing to guys in NXT. You could do a lot of stuff, but instead, Kurt Hawkins is you know a ref. Well, a good thing about. Uh... Kurt Hawkins is he makes the best out of everything. He is yes, he does. he's got a great podcast right now. He's got a good wrestling school right now. He embraces the losing streak gimmick to the point to where he said, uh, yeah, let's keep that going. Let's keep that going for a while because it really works for me. And that I can appreciate because did anybody expect him to really get that call back to WWE a couple years ago? I didn't really. And he's a very entertaining guy. I listen to the guy talk about wrestling figures once a week. Mm -hmm. He's a very entertaining guy. And as it turns out, in kayfabe, maybe the greatest referee to ever don the stripes, Alex. Yeah, uh, they should. The 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 uh, the Saints wish that he had been refing uh, their game yesterday. <sighs> so uh, surprise, Chad Gable's real good, Alex. Surprise, nobody knew that. That was a, that's a shocker. Spoiler alert. Dawson catches Gable with a big running uppercut. Gable takes out both opponents with a diving clothesline. You get in stereo suplexes and an assisted senton from Rude and Gable. That one, that assisted senton or Tope Conhilo was amazing. Was Renee crazy. looked shocked that, <laughs> that Gable landed on his feet. And yeah. when that happens, you always got to wonder, is somebody going to blow out their knee doing that? But yeah, Gable was fine. Back from a break, Root is on a roll. He is a he. It's amazing how like little I can get behind his singles work, and how incredible in tag team wrestling Bobby Root is. One of the best to ever do it as a tag team wrestler. Yeah, he is outstanding. Gable body presses uh, Dawson. This is right after the revival got caught cheating, and Kurt Hawkins spots it. Spots it a second time. After the body press, Scott rolls through and holds the tights. Hawkins spots it again. Then Hawkins catches them a fourth time, mm-hmm. and Gable ends up pinning Dawson. Yes. Now, normally I'd say, you know what, six-and-a-half-minute title match. Will that get him to hang around? I don't know, but <laughs> there was a story to this match. Yes, there was. Um, there was there was progression here. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I tweeted. I thought it was funny. Like, you know, I can't wait to see those young bucks and revival matches in three months. Obviously, they wouldn't let him out. But hey, you know, Vince is such a straight shooter. You never know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny though that the, this is all the same tricks that the revival used uh, over and over and over again in NXT in order to win matches. Because they're just so damn clever at finding new and interesting ways of cheating. Um, uh, but they didn't work here because, you know, Kurt Hawkins caught him. I think that was that was good. Um, these are all the tactics they've used in the past and they didn't work for him this time. So that's fine. It's a story to be told. Um, I, I don't know if it's a story that's going to keep them hanging around. Um, there are other – I mean, like I, – I, I, Razor won a singles match on main event. So AOP has been completely removed from this tag scene right now. Um, uh, only a f- few short weeks after being the champions. I, I don't know if there's a, 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 a new, you know, focus on tag team wrestling on raw. I'll believe that when I see it, but I mean, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are a tag team. Now it looks like, so that's something. Hawkins gets beaten up by the revival. Zack Ryder comes out. I think they missed a real opportunity by not hitting his music. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that if people still know that music, I mean, at one point, Zack Ryder was one of the most over people in pro wrestling, which is wild to think. Yeah. But he was. People do still know that music. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't even go that far back to the, you know, internet champion days, um, when he won that ladder match, like two manias ago, I think it was, um, like the crowd was genuinely really, really happy for him. 
I mean, then his his title reign lasted like you know twenty two hours or whatever. But um, but in that moment, everyone was really happy for Zack Ryder to be the Intercontinental Champion. Um, there's something that, that guy's got something that connects with a crowd. If you would just allow him to do good things for a while, he lost a feud with Mojo Rawley, and Mojo Rawley used all that momentum to be on main event this week. Yeah. Ronda Rousey backstage cuts a promo that I would call clunky with the quote, she's too busy traveling the world, living the lifestyle of a boss. Like, here's the deal. She says, I didn't even get two sex, two seconds, two sentences into my, into my spiel about it. Like, honestly, if you had just stopped after the first one, we would have, we would have been fine with it. Yeah. Two seconds. That's fine. You can move on. But the fact that she felt like she had to correct herself that didn't that didn't help the rest of the promo. Less is more in a lot of situations with Ronda. I'm not necessarily of the Jimmy Van belief that she should only have squash matches and not wrestle very often. I mean, she's this is her 51st match in yeah. under a year. That's that's pretty good. She's going to wrestle. She wants to wrestle. You can't say to Ronda, "Hey, we're not going to have you wrestle if you want to wrestle," because she might be one of the only things that you have to to possibly draw in a different kind of viewer right now and we're at the spot where women are main eventing regularly and you're also going to have those idiots the ratings are also lower than they've ever been (laughs) you'll have those people and i will ridicule you mercilessly if you come into my mentions and say ridiculous stuff like that the gloves are off my friends Sasha, I thought, did a good job playing the mind games role on Ronda in this. Mm-hmm. Trying to get under her head, playing the antagonist as best yeah. she could, while not necessarily making Bailey the antagonist. Right, right. That, that's, that's a difficult thing to craft, and I thought Sasha did it very well. Yeah, uh, I think that it's more along the lines of Bailey's backing her friend, and her friend really, really hates Ronda Rousey. And I feel like that's that's fine. It doesn't have Nick necessarily have to make Bailey, you know, pull underhanded stuff and be non-Bailey like. Um, I, I also liked the idea that Natalia was backing her friend Rhonda, and since Rhonda hates Shasta so much, Natalia felt like she was she was she was a little snug in moments, and it felt like it it, it added to the you know gravitas of the match. You tweeted this, and I couldn't agree more. Um, women are the main event on Raw on the go-home show for the Royal Rumble, and it doesn't feel like a big deal anymore. And that's great, because it shouldn't. The problem I have with it is, is that the only other women's segment you have on the show is the the, the moment of bliss brawl. Like, there has to be other um, other programs that don't involve the main title. Eventually, it's, it's possible the Royal Rumble. Titles. I, I, I'm saying, like, you could actually have a storyline that's not just like, all of us want to punch each other. There's other things to do. And when they have tag titles eventually, hopefully that will be the case. But 30 heads will rock and 29 will roll. That's yeah. true. I had forgotten but all of that. Good match here. Bailey does a super Frankensteiner that leads into a Sasha Meteora on Natalia. Natalia does the electric chair to Sasha. When Rousey tags in and rolls through, Sasha throws some nice elbows. Yeah. Applies the bank statement. Natalia breaks up the pin. Rousey gains the upper hand, lands strikes on Bailey. Sasha dove out the ring. <laughs> That's another way. It makes her look like uh, a jerk in that situation, yep. but a little bit smart too, and gets a little bit of sympathy on her babyface tag team partner, Bailey, yeah. in the meantime. That ain't easy to do, and they crafted it in a really clever way. We also have uh, Bailey wisely recognizing Rousey botching an armbar, a flying armbar. Whatever happened, there was some miscommunication. And Bailey has a hold of the leg. Now, here's the thing. In a shoot, you would probably, if you've got that, you would drop down for a heel hook or something. Bailey ain't doing that to Ronda Rousey. No. So she drags her over. She or Bailey drags Rousey over to the corner. Tags out. Rousey ends up getting an arm bar on Sasha. Gets hangman and has to tag out again. And Natalia taps out to the bank statement. First match of Rousey's career that she's been on the losing end of. Yep. 50 and one now. 
Thought the match was pretty damn good. What'd you think? Match match was very good. I think that Sasha and Rousey have really great chemistry. Uh, for have, us never having seen them wrestle before, really. Um, uh, and you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, going into one of these big weekends, I always feel like Takeover is going to have three of the top five matches of the weekend at least. Um, but the women's matches this weekend are all going to be crazy good. Like Becky versus Asuka is going to be really, really great. And uh, I, I feel like, I feel like Bianca and, and Shayna on, on takeover is, has a potential to really be world changing for Bianca. Um, and this match, even though I like 99.8% sure that Ronda is going to win has the potential of, of telling a fantastic story in order to get to that assumed ending. Someone or multiple multiple people say that Bailey pushed Sasha out of the way. My bad. Uh, there's a little bit of a pull apart to end the show. What I thought was a solid raw, a solid go home show. We have our predictions for NXT and SmackDown or uh, and Royal Rumble tomorrow night after SmackDown. Warren Hayes will make his own free preview show for FightfulSelect.com. Maybe you guys are on the fence about the service. Check it out. Wednesday night, Warren Hayes will be here live to talk about the Tuesday-Wednesday content. We have dozens of podcasts on Fightful Select every month. I let you all submit questions. I'm going to interview TK O'Reilly soon of Ring of Honor fame, uh, Ring of Honor six-man champion. Uh, You all can submit questions over on Select at uh, Tier 2. Lots of neat stuff over there. My weekly goes up early. Lots of neat stuff over there. If you're on the fence even more, I have a full playlist on YouTube.com slash Fightful of free preview content. I absolutely eviscerated a chilly willy falcon arrow on this recent episode of Dark Match Commentary. Boy, was it hideous. Alex, tell the people where they can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Pulowski the fourth. Uh, I, I, I tweet about stuff. You all can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Fightful MMA Podcast. Tune in. Until next time, my friends, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.